0: So I want to talk, kind of kick off my talk today, talking about vision. Um, The vision statement for Impact Rock Church is this, helping people love and follow Jesus. This short, sweet, precise, and descriptive phrase, it completely reflects our heart. And it reflects why we do what we do. We love Jesus. We love people. And our goal is in connecting the two, but not just to make some sort of vague introduction. Um, uh, Eric, Jacob, Jacob, Eric, hope you guys hit it off. That's, that's not our intention. Our intention is to make this connection and then rave about, about Jesus. To let people know that our God is good and that we are loved and that we are forgiven and that there is grace. That he is present. He always has, he always has time for us. And, and so that's, that's what we do. As a church, we earnestly desire to love Jesus so much and follow him so closely that it amazes people. That's the truth. To to have a relationship so close with God that people are just amazed by it, they're drawn to it, and they want to be a part. And friends, that's what we should desire with the Lord also. We're not talking about religion. We're talking about relationship. And we all know how to nurture a relationship, time, attention trust. At some point in a relationship, we've got to let our guard down. If we want that relationship to thrive in any way, we've got to lower our guard, be vulnerable, and allow that relationship, that friendship to, to, to be nurtured and to be strengthened. And so that's what we do as a church. We want people to love Jesus and then follow him. That's our vision. That is our goal. That's what we do. And who is the we? We are the we. It's not just the pastoral team at Impact Rock Church. We are the we. This is who we are. Helping people love and follow Jesus. John 5, starting in verse 10, says this. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept the Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. And then he makes this curious statement. You are my friends if you do what I command you. As we talk about all the time, this is not some funky sense of obligation. You're my friends if you do what I command you. This this is an overflow of our love for him. You are my friends if you just can't even stop yourself from obeying and, and doing my commandments. It's not obligation, it's affection. No one has to make me love my wife. I point to an empty chair, I love my wife. it, it just flows. I love her i, I it 's not obligation, any of the things I do is not obligation it 's affection and that 's what Jesus is saying here is that 's what he desires and he 's saying, I want you to have the same joy that I have. I want you to have the same experience with the Father that I have, and I know what 's best for you. I know you think you know what 's best, but Jesus is saying. If you'll trust my ways, my ways are better, and my ways, they start and they finish with love. Love God, love each other. This type of love that Jesus is talking about, it's within us only through the power of God. Otherwise, we're just completely at the mercy of the measure of love that we have. This is not about our limited measure of love. This is about the limitless dwelling of God within us, which gives us the ability to love in a way that is beyond us, to have grace just as God has showed us grace, to forgive, even though some people might not be deserving of forgiveness, to walk in his love. The goal that Jesus has in telling us this is clear. He wants us to thrive. He said, if if you'll do this, you'll have a joy that's just ridiculous. My translation, my, you know. You'll have a joy that's just going to blow you away. Trust me. We are to love each other as authentically and deeply as God has loved us. And once again, I'm not talking about the measure of love you have. Because you and I can't do this in and of our own strength. But with Christ in us, we can. So how do we do this? How do do we love like this? That's a good question. How do we show Jesus the, the type of love to be obedient to his commands, where that, where that we, it just flows from us. We couldn't think of doing otherwise. We do this by, by taking what is God's and we usher it down to others. I'm talking about the presence of the Lord here. Taking what is his and, and ushering and welcoming and distributing it to others. See, so the cool thing about praise and worship, when we come in here and we sing the songs, if we will enter in and worship, man, we're aware of the presence of God. There's many times we're not aware of the presence of God. Now, Jesus says, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. And if we believe that to be true, that means he is always with us. But if we're honest, there's times we are doing things or we're consumed with, with things. And I'm, not even, I'm not even talking about bad things. I'm not even talking about sinful things. I'm just talking about distractions or that we don't feel his presence. But I promise you this. When we come into this place and we worship him, we're aware of his presence. We're aware of his presence. We're in his presence, yes, but we're aware of it. We're like, oh my gosh, you're so good. Lord, thank you. And then all of a sudden, if we're attentive and we're listening He's touching our hearts in ways. He's personalizing what is taking place in a general assembly, in a group, but he's touching our hearts with a personal touch. That's what God does. There's something amazing about the presence of God, and I want you guys to know, we can be ushers, of the presence of the Lord. And there's, there's ways we can do it today. I'm going to talk about one of those ways in just a minute. So we're going to look at what Jesus tells us in John chapter 16. Jesus says this, When the Spirit of truth comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, He will guide you into all the truth. For He will not speak of His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. And He will declare to you the things are to come and he will glorify me for he will take what is mine and declare it to you that's an interesting phrase he will he will jesus is saying he'll take what's mine and he'll declare it to you so declare can mean two things right so so declare can mean to proclaim um so when i when i hear this like sometimes my mind goes to odd places so i thought of foghorn leghorn do you guys remember foghorn leghorn like awesome like like the 30s or something. Like that chicken is old. But but he used to, yeah. You know he say, you know, boy, I say, boy, I declare, like in his best, like Colonel Sanders, you know, voice. You know, declare can mean to to proclaim, right? Well, what else can declare mean? It means to acknowledge possession of. Like when you know, tax season, you know, will be upon us, and it means you know like we declare our income to acknowledge possession of. And here Jesus says the Holy Spirit will take what's mine and he'll declare it to you. He'll declare it to you, he'll proclaim it and and he'll let you know that you have possession of it. The presence of God. The Holy Spirit does both of these things and it's amazing. So I don't want to overwhelm you today. I'm giving you like one healthy bite-sized morsel. Take your time chewing on it. Take your time enjoying this this meal. But we're going to focus on one thing today. One area of helping people love and follow Jesus. And it's this. Personal prayer. I'm not talking about your prayer life although this can be a part of it, but that's not the focus. I'm talking about personal prayer where that you are praying for someone else. Jesus talks about greater love is this, when, when friends lay down their lives for one another. But let me just make it a little bit more palatable to us. Greater love is it has no one seen than this, but when they make sacrifices for their friends. I'm telling you right now, We are called to make sacrifices for one another. Sacrifices of personal preference. Of comfort level. I say it often. I think it's funny. I'm totally laughing on the inside, but I'll say it with a straight face. Man, I'm just like so comfortable y'all being uncomfortable. I am. Because my job as a pastor is not to make you comfortable. My my job as a pastor is to challenge you. and, And to push you a little. And being uncomfortable, that's fine. But we're called to be uncomfortable for one another, to make sacrifice for one another. I'm telling you this right now. Talking about personal prayer. If we make the sacrifice of growing in this discipline, and I believe it is a discipline, it, it takes practice, it takes discipline, it takes repetition. If we will do this, we will experience facets of that joy that Jesus was talking about, whether we're like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. It'll get easier. You'll grow more comfortable with it. Your comfort level will change in it. And God will use you in ridiculous ways. It'll become less of a sacrifice. But it starts right here. With the intention and the will of our heart. Here's the great news. If if your instinct, if your first instinct was, nope. Not me. You can change your mind. You can change your mind and God will change your heart. But I'm telling you right now, there is something powerful that comes with praying for one another. I don't know the percentage, but I'll just, I'll say this. It's the minority of Christians, people who love Jesus, people like y'all. It's the minority of folks who will pray out loud for someone else. The majority of Christians don't do this. And it's powerful. So I want to rattle off a few bullet points, and then I'm going to come back and unpack those. This is how it starts. Number one, listen and share. Listen and share. Number two, invite Jesus into that shared area. Invite him in. Three, ask God to touch them. Four, thank God for hearing, for loving, and for touching. And repeat. So let me make this really practical. It can start in our prayer life. It can start in our one on like we're just alone with God, prayer life. But it still requires listening. And it still requires sharing. Sometimes I think we're not aware of the things we share to the Lord. Or sometimes we share just out of some sort of repetition, habit. But if we'll share with the Lord and listen to what we're saying, listen to what God is prompting our heart with in response. And say, okay, now I've got some things to pray let me give you an example so spouses husbands wives we haven't seen our our wife all day we haven't seen our husband all day all of a sudden you know it's in the early evening we come together the work day is over we're now together in our home Are, are we listening to those words hey babe how was your day Oh, it was good it doesn't sound good, but you know, just keep listening. Okay, yeah, tell me about it. Oh, with well, this and this, but then, gosh, I was so discouraged with this and this. And I mean, I had hoped this, but then that didn't happen. But, but it was good. Da 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 da. Right? Right away. If we're listening and we're listening with, with heart to pray, we're listening with intention. We've just heard there was disappointment, that there was hope that was never attained, and so. Maybe hopelessness is creeping in. And so we can speak encouragement to, disencour- you know, to be dis- discouraged. We can speak encouragement into that lack of hope, that loss of hope. And if we will be intentional and say, well, thanks, baby. Thanks for sharing. Hey, I'm just, let me pray for you real quick. You know, come here. Lord, I just pray that you would encourage my wife. Lord, that you would encourage my husband. Lord, that you would encourage my child. Lord, I pray that you would encourage my brother, my friend. Whatever it is, if we've listened and we've heard, we now have an opportunity to usher in the presence of God into that place. Jesus, we just invite you in. I I heard my wife say that she was just discouraged. Lord, would you just encourage her heart? Lord, let her know that that you're at work. Lord, let her see the things she did today that truly made a difference, Lord. And just whatever, and we just start praying. Maybe the Lord's kind of prompting our heart with something, and we need to hear from him, and we need to speak that out. Let me invite Jesus. Jesus, just come on. Just touch her heart in any way you want. Lord, thank you for hearing. Thank you that these aren't empty words. Thank you for responding in whatever way you're going to respond because you're good and you're faithful, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Parents, let's think about this. Our kids come and they, they share something and we show the love we can, we're like, oh baby, I'm sorry. Or and and you know, we're attentive, but that's like that's like a band-aid, which band aids are great. I mean, God bless band-aids. But sometimes the band-aid is not what's needed. What's needed is is a word of healing, in faith in God. What an incredible thing to teach our kids, right? Hey, bud, thank you, thank you for sharing with me. I, I heard you. Even if we don't use those words, that that might sound a little medicinal, right? But our kids need to know when they come into us and they share, they need to know that they are heard, right? When we share with a friend, if I even give a glimpse of vulnerability with one of my brothers, we need to be attentive to hear. And thanks for for letting me know. I I know that. I suspect that was hard for you. Can I pray with you? I want to pray with you. You know what? You're my buddy. I'm praying for you anyway. You don't, yes or no, it doesn't matter. I'm praying for you. Right? It can start with Self. We can develop this under the, really the incredible playground and practice field of family and friends, the safe places. And it'll become a point where it's no longer a sacrifice. It'll become something that we take joy in. So maybe now we're at a restaurant. You know, the server comes over, you know, how you doing? Oh, just having a rough day. Oh, I'm sorry. You know, maybe, you know, when when her schedule, she's delivered the waters and drinks and refilled the sweet tea and whatever it is she's doing. Hey, can I pray with you? That takes some boldness, right? But I'm telling you, if we will practice the discipline of personal prayer in the safe places of family and friends and spouses, if we will practice it in the safest place of us just being alone with God, God will use us in some ridiculous ways with strangers or with teachers or coaches or students or co-workers or bosses or whatever. But this is a discipline. And like any discipline, it has to be it has to be practiced. It, does that sound weird like coming to church like we got to practice it? We do. We have to practice this expression of faith and care with the anticipation of joy and pleasing our God. This, I love doing it. I do. I love doing it. But I'm telling you, this isn't just my job. We are the body of Christ. This is our job. And what's the key? What are we really getting at here? The ushering in of the presence of God into a place of hurt. the ushering in of the presence of God into an area that just needs his touch, where they need to know that they are loved by God. Helping people love and follow Jesus. I have no desire in just to help people follow Jesus. I want it to be out of affection and love, and we should all want the same thing. James 5.16 says this. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. So what about this? What if that confessing of sins one to another is the ways we've offended one another? The ways we've hurt one another. The ways we've been thoughtless or careless with one another. Scripture says, confess our sins one to another and then pray for one another so that we might be healed, so that we might be whole. I promise you, if we will follow this godly pattern, we will see healing and strength in our relationships. What's an example? Hey, man, I'm ashamed of telling you this, but I'll, I'll talk to Rick, who has a beautiful yard. Okay, this is my neighbor. who lives right across the street. Hey, brother, I, I, I you know, I, I feel embarrassed um, sharing this with you, but I, I was, um, I was gossiping, man. I was slamming you because you never cut your yard. Your yard, my yard looks awesome, except for the weeds that come from your yard because you never take care of it. And, and I just want to let you know, I, I feel bad about it, and I'm sorry. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad example. That one's, that's rough. How do you bounce back from that one? Rick, I love your yard. I think it's a little bit more practical when it comes to our family or our kids, though. Hey, I just, I I wasn't patient with you today. And the minute we were done talking, I knew I wasn't patient. I didn't show you grace. And I'm sorry. And um, let's just pray right now. Lord Jesus, we just invite you into this. I, I don't... I don't want there to be this funky, whatever. Ephesians 3, 16 through 19. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. I love this. I'm learning how to pray just by reading this, okay? I can pray for inner strength. I can pray that through God that you have an inner strength. I like this. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. That's good. I want to took that one away, I can pray for Christ and make His home in you as you trust in Him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Man, I love that. I can pray, pray that. Friends, we have no excuse to say I don't know what to pray. If we spend any time at all in His Word, I promise you, we'll find things to pray. And may you have the power to understand as all God's people should how wide, how long, how high and how deep His love is. May you experience the love of Christ that was too great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Man, can you imagine praying these things over one another? Hey, I just want to pray the fullness of God over you. Lord, I pray that, that my friend would understand just how big and how wide and how huge and just massive is your love for him, for her. Colossians 1 9 says this. So we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of his will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. If you don't know what to pray over me, this, I, I'll take this. That, Lord, I pray that you would just give Pastor Mark wisdom and understanding. I'll take that every day of the week. That was found in Colossians nine. 2 Kings 6.17, Then Elijah prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. That's a, that's a pretty simple prayer, right? Lord, open, open his eyes and let him see. Lord, open her eyes and, and let her see. The Lord opened the young man's eyes, and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with horses and chariots of fire guys, we see some pretty amazing things in scripture. If we don't know how to pray, man, all we got to do is just spend a a little bit of time in his presence, in his word and take notes. Oh, I'm going to pray this. This is great. It's not plagiarism. Okay? It's not plagiarism. God wants us to do this. There's no limit to the incredible things that we and pray. Ephesians 4, 11, and 12 says this, and he, Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, that's that's us, the the pastors, the shepherds, um, and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ. As your shepherd, as one of your shepherds, one of your pastors, my job is to equip you. Is, is to nurture, is to train, is to build up so that so that you can reach just levels of maturity and growth, that you, you just experience growth in him. So that, because there's a purpose behind it, it's not just growth for growth's sake, so that you can do the work of ministry. In other words, helping people love and follow Jesus. All of us are called to the work of ministry. And I'm just letting you guys know right now, this, I'm sharing with you like a favorite because it's powerful. Personal prayer is powerful. So let's just kind of, just imagine it for a second, okay? Imagine that person who's closest to you. Whoever it is. The person that's dearest to you. And imagine them just coming to you and having these words and hearing you and saying, hey, I I just want to invite Jesus into the kind of what you shared because it sounded like there was some tough things going on. So I'm just going to pray with you, babe. Or I said person closest to you. Some It could be a friend and we shouldn't. I, I don't call my friends babe. Babe. And, and then just praying that. Now imagine us like, and imagine us being used in that way. Now we're the one praying, because it's really cool to imagine that person praying for us. But now imagine us as the one that that you know, our, our, your son shares something with you, or you know, anyone. Just share something and recognizing that that you heard, and the Holy Spirit will give us ears to hear. Sometimes it's even beyond what was said. And inviting Jesus into that and praying for him. It is powerful. It is powerful. And if we will get over the initial discomfort of this, we'll experience a joy that's remarkable. So I know you know I'm one of those personalities that I have no problem, like t- talking or sharing or meeting strangers. I know that probably the majority of y'all don't have that temperament, so you're probably gonna you're gonna push through a little more. It's gonna be a little harder for you, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. We're gonna practice. This is lecture and lab. As your as your pastor, we're we're supposed to. Equip the saints, right? So here's what we're going to do within the, the safe confines of of someone next to you or someone who will be next to you shortly, okay? So uh, I look over here, and, you know, Adam Adam and Mandy, this is really easy. You don't have to get up. You don't have to move anywhere. You two, you're a couple, so you all pray for each other. But now, Kim, you'll probably have to get up and find someone else because there's no one sitting next to you, Okay? Bill and Rachel, same thing. You're a couple. So you guys can just pray for each other. But here's what I want us to practice. And we're not going to take long. But I'm telling you right now, this can't be one of those messages we hear. And we go, oh, that was good. That was good. Or, oh, that sucked. Or whatever. But, and, and do nothing about it. We can't. Not if we're a follower of Christ. Not if we love him enough, enough to be obedient to what he says. We have to do this, so we're going to practice right now. We're going to take a few minutes pair off so if there's like like mom dad kid then the three can be that's fine but but ideally i want it to be a pair and here's what i want you to do share something share something share something to pray over it it could be something harder maybe this is a test run maybe you just lob something over there something easy frustrated with this or oh I, I was disappointed in this and then i want us to listen i want us to listen to beyond what was said because maybe the holy spirit wants to to speak something too and then i just want us to pray what we heard from that person what we might be hearing from the lord and just pray that and it, it can be the simplest of prayers it doesn't have to be elaborate but we invite jesus in and you can even use those words jesus we invite you in would you just bring healing strength, and hope, and vision, or whatever it is. Acknowledge, Lord, we believe you heard it. I know you heard me. I believe you heard me. And I give you thanks for hearing me. You always hear me. In Jesus' name, amen. Easy enough. There are no bad prayers. The only bad prayers are the ones that we won't pray, that we refuse to pray. Let's take a second. Let's pair up. Um, If you're a member of this church, Find somebody like if, if you know like it the onus is on you to find someone to pray with if 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 there's like someone who's in need of a partner let's pair up we're just gonna take a handful of minutes we're gonna have some music playing so that you don't feel self conscious about praying and let's let's take a minute and pray for one another let's share let's listen let's pray, let's invite let's practice this all right. In closing. Here, here's a challenge. I, I love I love challenges. I love the challenge. We gotta grow in this. We gotta I know all of us aren't in this place of comfort yet, and so here's a challenge. In the next 48 hours, there's no spiritual significance to 48. Okay, it's just I'm I mean maybe there's I don't know. But the next 48 hours. Do this for yourself. Talk to the Lord. Share some things. Listen to what you're saying. Listen to what he might be saying back. Invite Jesus in. Ask him to affect that area. Thank him for hearing you. Do that in the next 48 hours for yourself. Sometime this week, so in the next seven days, do this for someone close to you, someone that's safe. Like, do it for a safe place. Listen. Invite Jesus in to affect that area, to heal, to touch. Thank him that he hears you, that he's big, that he's loving, that he's great. And make yourself available in in the coming weeks to see if God will open up an opportunity spoiler alert he will to pray for somebody it might be a friend, it might be a coworker it'll it might be a stranger, but to do the same thing to listen to hear to invite Jesus in to pray to give him thanks that he hears you that he loves you and I'm telling you in doing this 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 will be a joyful fulfilling Vital part of helping people love and follow Jesus. So I'll leave us with this blessing: The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have a great day, and um, let's—I I anticipate stories of how the Lord has used you. Um, let, let's even share up with one another the ways that the Lord uses us in this. Love you all. Have a great day.